Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This week on Dueling Review, it's Giant Size X-Men number one, Nightcrawler, from Marvel Comics. Superstar writer Jonathan Hickman teams with the legendary artist Alan Davis for an eerie tale of adventure. When the X-Men lose contact with the Grey Malkin habitat, it falls to Nightcrawler to lead a mission into the unknown. Matthew, please explain to me what this Giant Size X-Men series is all about, please. Because I know we have a giant size rogue and gambit and a giant size like killer frost and um uh, gene gray and then they had a giant size something else and this week it's giant size nightcrawler so what's going on with these because these didn't appear to be larger page counts no um when jonathan hickman took over the x titles yeah he literally took every x-man character and basically every mutant in the marvel universe pretty much with the exception of Franklin Richards, and there's an asterisk on that one, and he stuck them all together in one place. And so the ongoing x so, And that would be the, the Krakatoa. Krakoa. Krakatoa, east of Java, is actually a movie from 1953. But Krakoa, the living island, is now where all the mutants in the Marvel Universe live, or can live. So Professor Xavier and Magneto and Apocalypse and Emma Frost and Cyclops and everyone who's related to Cyclops all live on this little island in the Pacific, right? And all of the X-Men who ever were X-Men are floating around on this island. So giant size X-Men is a way to address what are those other guys doing, even though they're not part of an active team like, you know, the Marauders or uh, X-Force or Excrement or Existentialism. Whatever it is that they're doing, you can get this one shot. Like, for instance, this issue shows a special X team, even though it's called Giant Size X-Men Nightcrawler. That was the next question I had, was why is it called Giant Size uh, Nightcrawler when, number one, this isn't Giant Size, and number two, this isn't an issue that focuses on Nightcrawler. Yes, this is a team of Nightcrawler, Magic, Cypher, with a Y. It is important that you verify Cypher with a Y because there are two X-Men named Cypher. One with a Y who can speak any language, one with an I who can make herself invisible. And um, uh, what is that little creep's name? Doug. No, Doug is uh, is Cypher. Oh, why do they call and him? I-Boy. I-Boy. And, and then is, uh, uh, the it's guy. got the little purple dragon. Who? Yeah, what, what's Lockjaw. going on with What's going on with Kitty Pride? Where? Why isn't Lockjaw hanging around with Kitty Pride? Kitty Pride can't come to Krakoa. Because Kitty Pride's phasing powers disrupt um, mechanical systems, 
and part of what's happening on Krakoa is biomechanical. Mm. And so Kitty is out uh, on a raiding ship, basically a pirate ship, running around and getting supplies. Ah, okay. Does iBoy freak yeah. you out? iBoy freaks me out badly. Is I that because of your... what happens if or iBoy goes Is that to because the, of your wasp nest thing? Eh. No, I mean, iBoy isn't, like, super, super creepy. When people were taking those pictures and running them through the, what is it, the deep oh, yeah, thought? Oh, yeah, the deep the, thought, yeah, yeah. Whatever that mess was and putting eyes where they didn't go, that was creepy. iBoy is just is gross on a logistical level. Ah, okay. So, what, so what's going on? you have to ask yourself, how do you sit down if your eyes are in your butt? Well, you sit down and close your eyes, I guess. Or else you get I a guess, really close but... view at the, at the chair. Uh, so That's what's just... been going on with uh, the X-Mansion? Why all of a sudden has a giant jungle grown up in the middle of the, of the X-Mansion? Well, because the X-Men all left and went to Krakoa. I know when, like actual... 10,000 years ago? The jungle there is partly Krakowin. You see that big thing that they walk through, the portal that's yeah, made yeah. of wood? And, that's a Krakoa, or okay. part of Krakoa. Yeah. And Krakoa has overgrown the X-Mansion. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then so while they're it. there, Nightcrawler is seeing all these creepy crawly uh, ghost things. One of them looks like... Um, Thunderbird. Uh, Thunderbird from, uh, from that uh, upcoming movie, X-Movie, if it ever comes out. On He's Disney Plus, nice. get it Thunderbird's today. Thunderbird's not in that. That's He's Thunderbird's not... little brother. Oh, okay. You can tell that I care a whole lot about the X-Men because... Yeah, um I, And I, so uh, Cypher shows up and I'm like, how come he's got a warlock arm? That's really weird. Yeah. That was my first thought. Yeah. And I haven't read freaking X-Men since the 90s, man. And the first thing that comes through my mind is, oh, why has he got a warlock arm? Has warlock become human? No, Apparently none of the... Apparently, none of the X-Men know that Warlock is living on uh, Doug's body. Right. They think that Doug, Cypher, is actually a hybrid who has been turned partly into organic technology. But in fact, he's perfectly normal and Warlock is hiding on his body. Oh, man. That's actually the big takeaway from this issue. But if they'd called it Giant Size X-Men, Warlock, and Cypher, everybody would have been like, we're not buying that comic, dude. I, uh... I haven't read X-Men in 20 years, and I saw I saw the big reveal the minute that Doug stepped on the page. What what the heck are these uh, Shreedies? The Sidri. The Sidri are actually established part of continuity. Okay. They're alien I figured they bounty were. hunters. Yeah. yeah. They're alien bounty hunters who usually work in Shi'ar space. So you see them in those weird X-Men uh, outer space crap stories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. At one point, they tried to kill uh, Cyclops' dad. Yeah. And his friends in the Star Jammers, who, by the way, have a member called Chode, which. <laughs> why, why isn't Chode in this one? Uh, because Chode <laughs> is dead, I'm pretty sure. He's not a mutant. Long All of the Chode. mutants can come back from the dead. Except for Chode. But Chode, Chode, yeah, Chode is probably not coming back. <laughs> Maybe what we happens stop is sometimes Chode. language evolves, Stephen. <laughs> Language evolves, and Chode gets left behind. Sometimes the Chode stands alone, I think, is what I'm trying to tell mm. you. Yeah. So the Cedri are have apparently infested the X-Mansion. That's correct. And they captured, uh, what's it, not a Mind Master, uh, the female Mind Master. Lady Mastermind. Lady well, Mastermind. There's two. Mastermind was a member of the Legion, or the Legion. The uh, X-Men. A member of the Brotherhood, oh, the of, Brotherhood of Evil. Brotherhood of Evil, yeah. 
the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And he had, um, and I'm almost certain, and I'm going to tell you this right now, he had a daughter who shared his powers. And then it turns out he had two daughters who shared his powers because somebody named her in one book and somebody else named her in another book. Oh. And there's the characters diverged and the writers didn't confer. And so now there are two baby masterminds. There's Lady Mastermind. Yeah, and who we have in this issue. Mastermind. Yes. Okay. This is the sexy, sexy one. Uh, uh, yeah, Sindri, by, by what she's the wearing. The are basically alien cockroaches. Now, that's yeah, the no, thing. I... They've actually cleaned up her suit. Lady oh, really? Mastermind usually has a lot more... Uh, Decolleto, decolleto, uh, uh, half a decoupage. She she has a lot of decoupage. Decoupage, <laughs> yes, she has tons of decoupage. Uh, she's got what what uh, what I believe Eric Idle would refer to as huge tracts of land, and so they have made her. And God love Alan Davis; he's made her look good. Yeah, so Alan but, Davis has been doing X Men for like a long time, right? Oh, Alan Davis is the best X-Men artist. I mean, was he doing the X-Men back in the 90s when Warlock first uh, was appeared? He was doing Excalibur. Oh, Excalibur, okay. Uh, Excalibur was his big deal back in the 90s. But yeah, he's been on the regular X-Men title four or five times. Yeah. Davis has been around since, I want to say, the early 80s. I know he was he was drawing Batman and the Outsiders when I was 15 years old. So Davis has been around the block. He's good. So all this stuff that Matthew's been explaining, good, good, good info to have. However, as much as I know about the X-Men, which, you know, is not a whole lot, I'm still able to follow this story. You know, yeah. I know who the characters are to a point. I mean, I don't know who Doug is, and, I, you know, I knew what Warlock was. I didn't care about right. iBoy because I'm just like, oh, this is just some rando that they're bringing along with him. He's probably never been in a X-Men Weirdo, adventure before. Rando, mutant, yeah. And then Ileana, we know her from, uh, from our... You may remember her from such movies as Bloody Mess on the Highway yeah, and no, Don't no. Get Behind That Wheel. When we did the, what's that, uh, the New Mutants, when we were doing New Mutant stuff. Yeah, Ileana's uh, been around forever. Yeah, so she's been around forever, so you kind of know this, and if you've ever watched any of the X-Men cartoons, you kind of know what uh, what Nightcrawler shtick is. And that's all fine, and this is some weird thing with alien bugs and, and fleshy walls that suck you in and, you know... We got a problem. Let's take care of it. Let's go home and everything's done. And I was rather bored by this story, to be honest with you. That's the thing. It's got in good writing. Days. It's got Jonathan Hickman, right? Good writer, solid yep. writer. You got in uh, the old days. You got uh, uh, a good art in this book. We got Excellent a boring art. story. Here's the thing. In the old days, this would have been what you call your B plot. Yeah. In an ongoing X-Men book, you would have had all of your guys out there. You would have had like, okay, Cyclops and Wolverine are off fighting bad guys in Madripoor. Yeah. And this story would be split over three or four issues, and it mm -hmm. would be a couple of pages here and there, intercut with other things. And then you jump back, and at the end of four-issue arc, you'd have Cyclops and Nightcrawler meeting up and going, I have found something on, in the X-Mansion, and now there are aliens, and now we have given up the aliens. Uh, because Nightcrawler talks like Dieter from Sprockets in my head. And Cyclops would be like, okay, that sounds bad. Also, Wolverine and I beat people up. I talk like Batman. But actually, I talk like... So are, these, uh, are, are the Sidri uh, related to the Brood at all? No, but they're a similar concept. The Sidri are... They're like cockroaches. Their yeah, well, the brood is, is kind of like cockroaches. I guess uh, brood is more like silverfish, right? 
Uh, the brood are more like, let's see, um, earwigs. Okay. They they burrow into your flesh and yeah. leave eggs. Yeah. Or like, you know, like maggots. Yeah. Whereas the Sidri. Um, oh, but not now, like X-Men maggots. the thing about the Sidri that's cool is their little red eye. Yeah. They have pew-pew beams that can come out of their no, little red eye. Yeah, I don't care. I've never actually seen them, you know, climb together into one giant cockroach entity like that movie yeah. with the kid from Sliders. Yeah. You know, the fat kid from Stand By Me who yeah. grew up to marry yeah, Will Rebecca DuMornay. No, Will Wheaton was... <laughs> Shut up. So anyway. this is a boring book. I'm sorry. This I, I like the art. The story is yeah. somewhat... The story, it's by a good writer, but the story is just boring. The story is not a full story. It's set up. It's all character bits and these four X-Men on a mission, and then they're like, somewhere along the line, this thing is going to come back and bite us in the butt because they ceded the mansion to an alien, you know, yeah. force of cockroaches. Yeah, so so that's the thing where it gets back to um, the putting of the number one on here because, and we talked about this uh, with, uh, what was it, one of the 80th anniversary things, and they put a number one on it, and I complained about this a few dueling reviews ago. The yep. way this issue ends, it makes me feel like there's a number two coming, but I don't think right. there's a number two coming. And so once again, well, they should have just called this giant size X-Men in parentheses or an asterisk, not really giant size. It's a normal size issue. Nightcrawler and just left it at that. Not really Nightcrawler. Well, I think. Yeah, not really two, Nightcrawler. Yeah, exactly. We got we got the number two in this issue. We definitely did I mean, get a number two in this. Th this is interesting. I mean, it's nice to see Nightcrawler and it's nice to see, you know. References to continuity, references sure. to Rachel Summers, who, by the way, uh, ask me about Rachel Summers in a minute. Rachel Summers' time as a hound and the death of Thunderbird, who's apparently the only X-Men who has to stay dead. And all of these bits and pieces of continuity, it's, it's, it's backstory. It's B-plot. It's let's build to this next big thing. And it should not be an issue unto itself. Yeah. It should be backstory. It should be part of another comic it should be folded into an ongoing x-men title and marvel's not doing that right now so when you get to the end of this issue and it's like and now read this issue next they're literally expecting you to buy eight titles per month to get one full story which was the problem with x-men in the 90s which is what this book reminds me of x-men in the 90s yeah it was the problem with superman in the late 90s it yeah, was the yeah, problem yeah. with batman in the 2000s yeah if you have to buy multiple titles yeah it was a problem with spider-man when they the went three story. times a week or three times a month right well and at least that they you know it was all amazing spider-man four yeah. different teams that would have been doing four different books but we call it all amazing spider-man and mm -hmm. we went from issue 500 to issue 800 in three years yeah which is what marvel really wants yeah um yeah. So I don't know. Uh, here's the thing. If you're a fan of the X-Men, you're probably already bought into everything that Hickman is doing. We'll be reviewing um, House of X and Powers of Ten coming up later this year on the Major Spoilers podcast, which is what kicks all of this stuff off. So my guess is if you're already picking up X-Men, you're probably picking up all this stuff, especially when you see a number one in front of it or on it, just like Hellion's number one that came out this week, which we have a review, I believe, on the Major Spoilers website. I think uh, that's pronounced Hell Ion. Oh, Hell Ions. They're, those are the those are the ions, ions that hell. come from hell. Yeah, from the heck yeah. place. For those of you right. with sensible uh, sensibilities. H -E double hockey sticks. Yeah, all you plural clutchers out there. Uh, so I'm guessing plural that clutchers. Yes, the plural clutchers. 
That's why it's ions with an S. S. No, it's, it's just the, an S. But it's you plural the plural, so it's it's pluralized. It's like alien and then aliens and then aliens. Aliens is yes. Yeah. So my guess is you're probably already picking up all this stuff. Here's the thing. I honestly don't think, and I haven't read any any other X-Men stuff. So Matthew, maybe you have a different view on this. I okay. honestly don't think you need to get this book for any main X-Men story stuff. Yes, maybe in 20 issues from now, X-Men number 32 will say, oh yeah, maybe we should go back to uh, to the X-Mansion and we need to clear out that nest of of uh, cedar cedries that are sitting hanging around. Mm-hmm. And then people go, cedries, how did they get there? And it's like, see, uh, giant size X-Men, size Nightcrawler X-Men. number one. And people will go, that X-Men. book? I heard that book was dumb. Um, so Here's the thing. I, I, my guess is you don't, if you're an X-Men fan, you don't have to buy this to know what's going on in the overall story. Unless I'm wrong. Unless X-Force number nine led right, right into this, which then leads into Hellions number one, which then leads into oh, Wolverine doesn't. number two and then X-Men number nine. The reason this book exists is let's give Alan Davis a big, cool book. Alan Davis is an incredible artist. He's one of the classic X-Men story writer. People who draw books, you know, the artists. Yeah, the- He's one of the big name X-Folk. And yeah. Alan Davis is like, hey, I'm going to draw me an issue of X-Men. And Hickman is like, hell yeah, I'll write you an issue of X-Men because Alan Davis. Mm-hmm. That's why this book exists. And they predicate it on Nightcrawler because Nightcrawler is a beloved X-Men. And Nightcrawler, drawn by Alan Davis, is the second best Nightcrawler you're going to ever get. Yeah. And the best Nightcrawler you're going to get now that Dave Cockrum is no longer with us. Right. Right. So, so this is basically an excuse to vanity project. Out, yeah, thirty-five pages of cool Alan Davis art. Okay. So, uh, so what's the bottom line for you on this? Because I'm just kind of like, eh, read it if you want, but this is really not. This is nothing that's going to be a big deal. You know, six issues from now. Tell me again what the cover price is. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to guess it's three ninety nine. Let me let me just uh, flippity flappity flew and see if I can pull it up really quick because I don't have it here in Thank front you. of me. Usually I do. Uh, let's see. Yeah, maybe four ninety nine. I mean, most Marvel books are four ninety nine these days. Oh, sure, but who's not? Well, I mean, everybody else. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's four ninety nine. Five dollar book. Five dollar book. Okay, five dollar book. Twenty six pages. Let's Something see, like that. Twenty eight. I'm sure it's twenty eight. Three pages. Hang on. Four pages. <laughs> no, we're not doing pages. that. We're not doing hang that. On, hang let's on, just say this is a normal size comic page. book. There are multiple double-page spreads in this, so adjust accordingly there. 15 pages? It's probably 15 pages, to be honest. Because you got a double-page splash, then you got a, a credits page, then you got Wait, some I skipped 17. crazy things 20. going on with the, with, uh, the Summer's uh, Child. 22 pages? 23 pages? 24. Okay, hang on. Matthew can, Matthew can count, ladies and gentlemen. Pages. I, oh, I, hey, to all of our uh, people listening in our Discord, you know, you can listen to... 28 review. pages. See, 28 pages for five, for five bucks. bucks. So, I mean, that's typical. That That is typical comic books right now. So, there's nothing giant size about this. So, giant size needs an asterisk. Uh, um, X-Men, uh, okay, we'll leave that alone. Nightcrawler, asterisks. There's two things in here. Number one, this isn't giant size. Number two, this isn't a book that is all about... Uh, Nightcrawler at all. If anything, it's more about Doug. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a Doug-centric issue, 
And I will give them props for one thing. If you go out to the internet right now, and I, I guarantee you, I dare you to do this, go and type the following words into any search engine, 10 lamest X-Men, and you will find iBoy and you will find Cypher oh. on those lists. Oh so it, you have to give them credit for putting both of those characters front and center in a high-profile project and going, hey, shut up, we love them, they're cool. Oh, but here yes. it is, the first hit. For 10 lamest X-Men ever, number one, Cypher. Yep. Do you know Every who number two is? single time. Do you know who number two is? <clears throat> Maggot. No, Gambit. Oh, do you know who number? Do you know who number three is? Maggot. Slipstream. What? What? Okay, I can see That's that. who's number one. Slip, uh, Slipstream was a surfer who yeah. had magic surfing powers, and his big sister was basically Pam Anderson, yeah. only made of golden metal. Oh. Guess who's number four? Yeah. Maggot? Pixie. Pixie? Everybody loves Pixie. You guess Everybody who's, number, guess who's number five? Maggot? Dazzler. What? Yeah. You close that guess, page. Guess who is number? No, no they they number one. Page. They you, you were right. Cipher is on. Cipher is on that list. Guess who's number six? Maggot. Pick, <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. Ink. Wait, there's an X Men called. Oh right, Ink. Is He's the one a character has... that can call upon his tattoos as powers to defeat bad guys. You know, like yeah. that uh, Green Lantern villain. Here's the thing, though. Ink is not a mutant. What was, uh, Ink what was is that one Green of Lantern four X Men? Tattoo who is man. Not a mutant. The tattooed man. Yeah. There were actually two of them. There was Tattooed Man 1 and the second one who was cleverly named Tattooed Man 2. Guess who's number seven? Maggot! Jubilee! God. No. Guess, uh -uh. guess guess who's number you, eight? Okay. Guess who's number no. eight? No, no, this Back is good because you already because you already told us. You already told us everything we need to know about number eight. Shut their lying mouth. Stacey X. No, lifeguard. <laughs> it Stacey X is on there. She is. Uh, no. She is. Guess who's number Skin. nine? Guess who's number Skin. nine? No. Maggot. Maggot. <laughs> yeah. And guess who is number ten? Beak. Toad. Toad? There you go. Those are your ten your worst X-Men according to this website. You tell that website <laughs> to shut the I'm not going to tell this website. Mouths. I'm not going to tell this website anything. Listen, why did we end up reading a $5 X-Men book that is neither giant size nor related to the ex to, to nightcrawler at all because our listeners are sadists i'm looking at you carl in the chat in the discord chat <laughs> and they went to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers and they did a thing and they that's voted. the thing that we had to do and they're mean yeah they voted for this which is fine it's fine because I sometimes mean, you guys pick some real winners and sometimes you guys pick some real winners if you know what I mean. Sometimes you pick a friend, and sometimes you pick your nose, but please, God, don't pick your friend's nose. Uh, and that's all you had to do. I mean, you don't even have to be a patron at patreon.com slash major spoilers <laughs> to pick your friend's nose or pick your own nose. But uh, all you had to do is vote for free. Now, there's a bunch of other stuff over at patreon.com slash major spoilers that you might want to kick in a couple of bucks a month, five bucks a month, because right now, those uh, dollars help keep everything we have going and what are some of those things that people can get when they head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers? Well, if you hurry, you can see it say 666 exclusive posts, which entertains the nice. crap out of me. But you also get access to our Critical Hit podcast, probably the most popular D&D &D podcast that we offer. Ever, um, ever of all time. Right. 
a week early, you get to hear that before all of the plebs. You get right. access to major spoilers pre-show every week, where the yep. major spoilers crew kind of gears up for the show. Yeah, this is sometimes good this we week. curse. This is good this week. Yeah, sometimes we curse. I've heard Ashley say the F word and two S words and a Q word, my friends. Uh oh. And she's she's bilingual. Quixote, um, huh? Oof, got to watch yeah. out for that. Uh, listen, uh, you also have access to uh, two other RPG shows that are exclusive to yes. the the Patreon page. We've got the Shadow of the Demon Lord run by uh, Dr. Brad Will, and we have the six-issue limited series, because it's a comic book, right? It's Modern City Tales, uh, The Dead and the Old. Oh, it's a yeah. good one. It's going to wrap up here in, what, like four or five weeks. I think we just had episode three release, two or three release, so... Yeah, you've got a you got a few more. So you want to get in there and you want to get those kinds of things. And of course, you want to vote on the shows coming out next week. Coming out next week from wait a minute. Um as the COVID-19 pandemic continues to unfold, product distributed by Diamond and Slated for an on-sale date of April 1st or later will not be shipped re- to retailers until further notice. This is on the the official Diamond website and it says, "Hey, please read the statement from our our beloved uh, founder and all-around good Nick, uh, Steve uh, Geppi or Jeppy, he says uh, in his letter, effects on Diamond Comic Distribution. Uh, for the time being, however, we have been able to develop procedures with our teams for the distribution center in Olive Branch, Mississippi, to safely continue fulfillment of direct ship orders for the retailers who are able to receive new product and need to service their customers. That's all worded really bad. It's unlikely that orders will be filled on the same day as they're placed, and these plans are subject to change if at any point we no longer feel we can safeguard our team uh, while fulfilling orders. Uh, And then it says, uh, let's see. With those changes in our distribution strategy, we will work with our publishing partners to develop programs that will address product uh, already in the pipeline and what will happen when we resume distribution. We know that during this time you may face many challenges. And we will direct your energies toward addressing them rather than fighting on increasingly numerous fronts to get product out. So I guess there's nothing for you guys to uh, to vote for next oh, week. And I and my guess there's since there's no new comics, Matthew, there's really no reason to continue this show past this episode. So uh, wrong, sir. Wrong. OK, so here's what I think we can do. OK, so there has been obviously uh, print copies and this is all, you know, a moving target. So this time next right. week, it could be totally different. But um, at this time, we know that the no print comics are arriving in stores. We know for sure that Dark Horse will not be releasing digital comics uh, unless they can coincide with those print comics arriving on store shelves. So for the foreseeable future, there are no Dark Horse uh, comics arriving for review. I mean, we have some for the next couple of weeks, actually, and I don't know if we'll be allowed to review those, but we certainly have some Dark Horse comics that are in the queue because they send stuff out to us two weeks early, as does Dynamite Entertainment. IDW Publishing is the only publisher that I have heard back from directly that has said, we are going to follow what Diamond is doing, and we will only release the digital comics when the print comics are available. And my understanding, and I don't know, this is not 100% fact, this is just some things that I have gathered from scraping many websites and many articles on this, is that apparently in the contracts that publishers sign with Diamond now, if they have digital editions, they're forbidden under their contract from releasing those uh, digital titles before the print titles arrives. And that's to appease the brick-and-mortars who thought that digital comics were going to end their their businesses. 
So my guess is that all other comic publishers are doing the same thing. However, I did receive a um, an email from Zenoscope that says uh, new reviews, woohoo! And it's for comics that are arriving April eighth, so two weeks from now. Uh, I have seen uh, some other. I, I got a notification from Comicsology that said, "Hey, that Batman comic that you have on your your digital pull list is coming out in the next ten days." So there hasn't been any word from DC or Marvel. So right now we're working with a moving target. My guess is Comicsology originals or digital firsts will not be impacted by this decision. But nobody has put out a press release yet because, quite frankly, I don't think anyone knows what they're doing. Oh, no, not I shouldn't say that they don't know what they're doing. They uh, they're all working they on trying to f- don't know what they can do. Or right. Will. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's why I, I don't want to make uh, it sound like people aren't um, competent enough to deal with this situation. Um, but my guess is that digital first comics will still be available. And at some point, Comixology will announce that Comixology originals. Of course, they have a print publication that comes out months afterwards. So we could still see digital comics arriving on those store shelves. I will get clarification from Dark Horse and I will get clarification from Zenoscope if we are allowed to review their books early. I'm sure they will because that's why they send them to us early so we can work on those reviews. We could just call it an advanced review or whatever. So we will still have those reviews potentially available. But I think next week uh, we won't know until Wednesday what DC and Marvel are going to do. And if on if on Wednesday morning we all wake up and there's a slew of DC and Marvel comics waiting in our Comixology apps... Uh, then we will probably pick a comic from from DC, Marvel, or a, a Comixology original for next week. After that, I can't tell you what's going to happen. Uh, we may not have comics to review on the Dueling Review podcast. And if we don't have comics to review, there may not be a reason to do a show. But I'm pretty sure your good old friends at Major Spoilers, we rarely take off from recording shows from you because we are so nose to the grindstone because we're so dedicated to get shows out to you every week because so many of you are our patrons and support us at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Even when times are tight, even when things are going crazy, uh, we have many, many supporters. And I want to thank each and every one of you uh, from the bottom of my heart, because honestly, you are what is keeping us going. So we will have dueling reviews going forward, but maybe we'll do some different things. If we don't have comics to review, I'm going to try to get, like I said, I'm going to try to get clarification, but um, at our best, we will continue to review new comics that are available each week for you. Unfortunately, because we don't know what those comics are, we have to shut down the voting system right now. So while we were doing great, right, it seems like every time major spoilers gets a milestone where we start having lots of people jumping in and saying, review this crappy giant size X-Men number one. (laughs) When we get so many people doing it, suddenly the universe opens its eyes and says, oh, that major spoiler is causing trouble again. We better knock them down a peg. Uh, So we're actually going to lose some of the great interactions that we have built up with you uh, over the last couple of weeks because of so many people going in and voting on this. Because we don't know what's coming out, we can't vote. We can't have anything like that. We'll try to keep you informed ahead of uh, a time, especially if you are in our Discord server, there's a link in the show notes. That Discord server, there is a channel called um, what's it called? Streaming this week or shows this week? What is it? What is it called? Uh, what we're doing this I week? Say shows this week. Yeah, what's going on this week is a channel where I go in and say, okay, here are all the shows that we're recording this week. And over the last month or so, I have gone in and said, okay, um, here's what you guys voted on. Here's the comic that we're reviewing ahead of time. We're probably not going to be able to even let you know ahead of time before Wednesday. 
So, um, but you can go there and check and see what we're doing. But I promise we will have 30 minutes of fun for you every week That's going right. forward, regardless. And if, and if this goes because on. Because we have no friends, we have no <laughs> lives, and we know that you got, do too. No, listen to this. We've got <laughs> some really cool friends. We've got uh, D. Harshman. We've got Kevin yeah. Levin is in there. Mark Smith is here this week. Marshall is here. Slag Lantern, Texura, the true elect. Uh, Omega Lazarus is not here this week. But, you know, we had Ingrid is not here this week, but we have lots of people that show up in the chat. And uh, those are the people that we love hanging out with every week. I will call them my friends, although you don't want to be around me if I have my sword out. You certainly don't want to be around him if he has broccoli. (laughs) But here's the thing. We're going to be here every week. And even for those of you who are not part of the discord or who are not listening to this show live eight o'clock on Thursdays, you might want to just giving you a heads up. You might want to. We're going to still have something for you. So if you're worried that one of your podcasts is going to go away because of what's going on in the comic industry, let me assure you that's not going to happen. I promise you, unless one of us falls ill or one of us is out of town or one of this of, of us has uh, some other serious obligation, you know that we'll do a show for you. That's what we do. That's what we're here for you. The only times that we take off are is if someone is seriously ill or if one of us is on vacation. And that's really right. the only and- times that we take off. And after 30 years, if Stephen and I were going to have a Martin and Lewis split where we go off and I become successful and he starts drinking heavily, it would have happened before now, kids. I mean, I've already started so drinking good. heavily, so. That's true. You do that. No, actually, I don't. Actually, I haven't had a drink. I haven't had alcohol in. <laughs> then why do you sound like half-speed William Riker, Stephen? Because that's the cool William Riker. Everybody knows that. Duh. Actually, I had to. Actually, I've had to <laughs> practice slowing down my speech because I listen yeah. to all my podcasts at double speed, and so yes. I notice that when I listen to the podcast at double speed, I start talking at double speed, and it's like, oh no, that's not how people talk. I need to right. slow down. So yes, I sound when like you, half when speed you get William excited, Riker. Sometimes you do speak very fast. Yes, um, but so that's the deal. So that is the deal right now. Uh, Dueling review isn't going away. For the next couple of weeks until uh, shipping resumes, uh, we will continue to um, pick comics for you. But as soon as the comic shipping returns, and we know when comics are returning on the shelves, voting will resume for you guys, and you can head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers, and you can begin voting and pick another wonderful comic for us to review, because that's what we do. And next week, we will have a comic to review, and maybe you'll get to hear Matthew say... Have you ever been in the garage with the cars This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.